since January 1st, every day I wake up going, what do I get to do today? And it's fun and it's exciting and it's because it's what I love to do. And so that's what you have to find. You have to find what do you, what do you love to do? What makes you happy? Hello, I'm Elizabeth Ribbons, your host for Next, a podcast dedicated to connecting women through stories, inspiration, and actions that empower resilience, leverage change, and celebrates their next. Today's guest is a lifelong entrepreneur and award-winning event producer. With decades of experience, Tony Caruso of Caruso Events has brought together countless successful gatherings of all sizes, and also she has become a keynote speaker. Now, combining her production experience with the knowledge of what truly makes an excellent speaker, Tony has launched her program, Academy for Speakers, to help others own the stage and build their business while wowing their audience. Welcome, Tony. I'm so glad that you're here. I am so excited to be here. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to let the audience know. I mean, I think with the introduction, they kind of have an idea, but maybe you could just give us a little history about, um, you know, your career and, and how you, you've done what you've done so far, thus far. Well, um, it all started. It all started. Um, basically, it started at birth. I was born July, and I won't tell you the year. Um, and so I was a summer birthday. And in those days, uh, nobody was around in the summertime. You didn't have email. You didn't have Facebook. You didn't have ways to get a hold of people. So my birthday parties were always the above the ground pool in the backyard. And the five kids that would come over every day to swim, on my birthday, they'd come over, we'd have cake and ice cream. So they really weren't a big deal. So I decided I needed to switch things up. So I started doing my own birthday parties and promoting them before school ended. And it just got to be the thing everybody wanted to come to in the summertime because they had themes, you know, roller skating parties, skateboard parties, scavenger hunts, you know, on and on. And then that just kind of turned into when I went into the corporate world, I was the go-to person for the holiday parties and the conferences and the meetings. And it just was kind of, it's, it was in my blood. Yeah. So um, I got married at an older age at 40 and had my son at 43. So I was a stay-at-home mom and um, I decided that I would become the ultimate mom. So I was the fundraiser for all the school events and PTA president and community volunteer. And, you know, until my son said, yeah, my son said at 13, mom, you're more popular than me. Could you not do anything anymore? And I went, now what am I going to do? So I pivoted and um, went back to my roots of events and decided that, oh, I met a bunch of entrepreneurs and I felt like, whoa, this is an amazing group. I want to start doing some events. So I started building my event business from there. And over the year, this last 2020, as everything shut down, I was supposed to be traveling all over the United States doing some amazing events that all got shut down. We had to go virtual, so I had to learn the virtual. And what I found was, as I sat at home and you know pondered what the future was bringing, I realized that um, doing events for other people, it's great, but it's not what I love. I love helping speakers. So I really am focusing on my Academy for Speakers now and helping speakers uh, 
hit the stage and really monetize every stage they step upon because there are a lot of people out there that have great messages that they need to share, but they just don't know how to do it and they don't know how to make the most of every little stage. And for example, this little square we're in now, it is a stage. So if you don't know how to monetize every Zoom event you're on or every stage that hopefully you'll be on as a speaker, then, you know, I would love to help you. Yeah. I think that's fabulous because I think a lot of people do need help with that because they're so focused on creating the content, doing all of that, that they're forgetting that, okay, this is for money. I need to actually make this um, bring me some money because the whole point is for me to be working. Of course, we're doing what we love and all of those things, but the point is to, is to generate income. So to be able to do that is great. And so you've had all this experience and you've seen all the tricks of the trade, basically. So you feel like um, this is your next, your next, basically, is you're really wanting to build this out, which makes sense. So you seem to have a real um, proclivity or ability to know what's next and how to sort of transition easily and pivot into things. Um, do you think that's because you've been an entrepreneur, kind of a self-starter, even when you were being the ultimate mom, you still were kind of an entrepreneur in the sense that you were building all these things within the school and helping them to raise money. How do you, how do you say to someone who's trying to learn how to pivot and be able to change and make changes, what's your process? How do you begin to do something like that? I always think that the first step is knowing exactly what you want. And that might change. You know, it doesn't mean that whatever you're going after is where you're supposed to be because mine keeps changing all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's okay because the world changed and you go, oh, there's a need. And to understand that what is your genius? Um, I I was in an event and they played a compilation video and it was Oprah and it was all these women who, you know, J.K. Rowling's and Sarah Blakely came on Uh and she said, one day I woke up and I said, what am I good at? Sales. I need a product. Spanx was born. So that was kind of a a light bulb moment for me because what am I good at? Events. Mm -hmm. Caruso Signature Events was born. You know, it just, what are you good at and what do, and then you find there is always an audience for, for whatever it is that you can share. And to also understand that, yeah, you spend a lot of times on your PowerPoint and on your messaging and all that, but what you're forgetting is the audience. Yeah. And my whole mission is to change that mental mindset that it's not about you. It's about the audience and what you can do for them. And if you start thinking about the audience, the entire messaging changes and the reason you're on the stage changes and people want to be around you because you're all of a sudden, you're like, you're giving them, you know, their pain and you have something that can help them um, overcome whatever that pain is. Did that answer your question? I kind of went all around. You know, but so well, but I love that you said to know what your genius is. And I think a lot of women, because, you know, you've done it and I've done it. I've been able to pivot and move through life and change. And I think change is wonderful because it just is another way for you to, to use your genius. Right. And so, but a lot of women sometimes I think get stuck and it's, I, I, I think it's because they've lost themselves along the way and they need to kind of get back to who are you? 
what magnificent thing do you bring? And what are you really good at? Like, like Sarah Blakely said, like all of them, like you go back to what you're really good at. And that's what your, your true nature is and what you're supposed to serve others with. And I think when you're saying, you know, people get on the stage and they're so full of all of the logistics and all of the things that they're supposed to deliver, rather than getting into the mindset of, I'm here to serve and I have something that is really necessary for you. I think that's a great way to, to, to change the perspective and to get more focused on how you can bring what it is that you do so well to the world. And I love that you said that. That is amazing. Thank you. And um, I have a lot of people that are always saying, you know, I need to get paid to speak. And you need to stop with that mindset because what you want to do is you want to speak to your ideal audience. And whether or not you can make an offer from the stage, um, you need to understand who is the audience, how much time do I have on the stage, because you cannot sell a $5,000 program in 15, 20 minutes, you know. Mm -hmm. But you can collect 100% of the emails in the room and start nurturing those. And that's a way of getting paid down the line. So don't think of it as, you know, oh, I've got to get paid. No, what you're doing is you're building a community that will ultimately buy your products or services. They may not buy it now. They may buy them in three months. They might buy them in three years. But get them into your community because ultimately – there are, people are on different things. There are people like me who are like, oh yeah, I know what I want. I like this person. I'm working with them. Yeah. There are other people that have to like hang back, get to know you, Sashed three years down the line and go, yeah, um, I think I'm ready now. Yeah. You know what? You make such a good point with that is that a lot of people think, oh, I need to get paid for this. What I'm, you know, I'm giving my gems, all this work I've done. I need to get a, a you know, income right away on what I'm, I'm delivering to the room. You, it is so much more valuable to be able to connect with every person through, you know, their email and then really start developing a relationship there. And, right. and you're bringing up the point that you are monetizing. It just might not be instantly that day. And you're not getting a check or a, a, a money delivered, you know, to you that day. You might, but the thing is, is that you're doing far more uh, for the long game. It's the long game. And so, you know, it's not the instant cash kind of here. I have a a widget and you're taking, you know, I'm taking money back. And that's what I think a lot of, um, you know, speakers and people who are selling what I call IP, intellectual property, teaching something. um, It's the long game. You have to really just develop those relationships. I love that you said that. Um, So for you now, you were doing these events and um, I love talking about this as well. When do you know? When do you know you need to spin off and do something else? Um, you've been doing events for, for a very long time, very successful, um, and you're great at it. So why would you want to start doing something else? I found that in the virtual world especially, because it was new to everyone, mm-hmm. um, my clients were choosing platforms. And different things, they'd buy into these platforms that I had to then learn. And then they expected me to be able to put an event together on this platform like it would have been live. And I was trying to teach a lot of them that live is different than virtual. You, you can't be doing this. We're, and they weren't listening to me. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to do it their way, which is their right. They're paying me. Mm-hmm. I did it that way. But it turned out that I ended up 
fixing more problems than producing great events. And every morning I'd wake up and I had one uh, client in particular that it was like they were, um, they were based in Europe. So all night they're working. So then I wake up and I have 45 emails and they're all fires I have to put out. So every morning I had this knot in my stomach and because it was virtual, uh, clients weren't paying you the same amount of money because they didn't think it was the same amount of work. When in reality, it was double the work because you not only had to educate yourself on the platform, you had to teach the speakers and the audience how to maneuver through the platforms. And some of the platforms were not good. So, and one of them crashed. It was, it was just a nightmare. And I decided that when I was doing the events that I wanted to do, I was happy. I'd wake up in the morning and go, oh, what's going on today? Yes. And I realized that, well, why am I putting myself through this? There are people out there that will love to work with these clients. Let's hand them off and bless and release and go on. And since January 1st, I just did a huge event last Friday. Since January 1st, every day I wake up going, what do I get to do today? And it's fun and it's exciting. And it's because it's what I love to do. And so that's what you have to find. You have to find what do you, what do you love to do? What makes you happy? But what makes you money too? Because a lot of times what makes you happy isn't making you money. But (laughs) I know that what I'm doing is a service to people. It is financially good for me and I enjoy doing it. So until it becomes a burden and I'm not happy doing that, I'm going to stick to this right now in 2021. Oh, I just think that you just said so many gems right there. Because you got to a point, I mean, you're very polished and, and, and excellent at what you do. And then this thing came along where they're asking you to do so very much and the value wasn't there for you, the hours spent and all the time. And you weren't getting, even after that, you weren't even getting any enjoyment out of it. So you are really clear on who you are, what you like, and where, where you're best. And that is so huge. That's just huge. Cause a lot of people sort of women, especially put that on the back burner. They don't pay attention, but, and they keep going and doing the same thing and they're miserable. And so you are smart enough to go, okay, this isn't working and I know where I'm good and I'm going to just switch it up a bit. And I know where I'm happiest. And, and that's, you know, I've done the same thing. It's like, wait, this is, this just isn't feeding me anymore. And, and this industry has changed and um, I could fold myself into a pretzel trying to make it work or I could take all of my valuable skills and move it over here and start doing something else that really makes me happy. So I love that you're saying that because women need to hear this. My audience needs to hear this because I think they just get afraid that, okay, well, this is making money. And if I give this up, what will I have? It's like, wait a minute, you've, you've made money all your life. You'll figure this out, you know, right? And I think a lot of it was, I wasn't making a lot of money this last year because all those events, I mean, mm-hmm. they didn't happen. So um, the contracts that I had were null and void. And so here I am not making any money, but what I decided to do was invest in myself. So I started going to every, and I think this is important, is what are your competitors doing? Mm-hmm. And why are they doing it? And how are they doing it so well? 
invest in their events or invest in their programs and see what they're doing and learn from that. So I educated myself and I just, I went to every virtual event I could. I watched all kinds of speakers. I looked at what was happening and that was kind of the impetus to go, oh, they really need my academy because there are a lot of speakers out there that are really, they could be doing so much better. Yeah. (laughs) Right. It's like, oh, you keep looking at your phone. (laughs) And they don't understand, they don't understand the virtual world and they're sitting in a cave and their lighting isn't good and their backgrounds are bad. They're not, you know, people aren't getting dressed up to go to a virtual networking event. And you're like, you're still live even though it's virtual people are still wanting to do business with you but not if you're in your pajamas and in the beginning it was fun and it was interesting but towards the end people needed to step up and they just weren't doing it so i i found that need um and i just i must say that i i enjoy um checking out the competition and i enjoy watching speakers who do offers from the stage like ooh that was good Ooh, not so good. You know, take notes, learn from your competition. Who's, who's killing it in the market and don't be afraid, go in there and follow them and get into their communities and learn from them. And you might go, Ooh, I can do this much better than she's doing. Yeah. And then go out and do it. You know, there isn't just one person in an industry that's, that's supporting everyone. So there are all kinds of niches out there. And stop trying to go, oh, she's already doing it. I can't. Right. No. She's doing it and she has her community. Find your own, you know? Right. And not everyone connects to everyone. Like there's just, there's yeah. not one, like you're saying. And also too, I think that people who haven't done that, like you have this courage that you, because you've already had businesses. So you know, okay, well, I'm going to start doing this and I'm going to keep throwing spaghetti at the wall and I know what's going to work and I can tell already what's working and how I can make that better. And I think that's the thing is that you have that courage to just go ahead and give it a try and that you, you don't have any magic. I think women who are going off on their own for the first time and they've worked in the corporate world, they think, oh my gosh, you know, she's got that magic. She's got that extra special thing. No, she's just worked really hard. She's just worked really hard and invested in herself, just like you said, right? She's done her homework and she's just been down in the trenches and worked really hard. And I think that's another thing too, is like, be willing to work, be willing to do what it takes to get to that goal, right? And, right. Um, and you are helping people, which is, I cannot say enough that it is really important to reach out to people that know something that you're wanting to learn and get that help because you can, you can do courses and you can do events and all of that. And those are great. Awesome. I think they're worth it. But then uh, sometimes when you're not, you want to just really meet that goal and move it, move along quickly. It's great to work with someone. And I think it's great to have someone to keep you accountable it's going to, well, I also, I invested a lot of money in a coaching program I and coaches, yeah. you, you need to have someone who is better than you, mm-hmm. who sees in you who you could be. Yes. And when you have someone that believes in you like that and right. they're like, Oh my God, Tony, you could do. I mean, I was blown away by my coach the first 45 minute one-on-one we did I was sitting there she's like yeah get rid of that yeah get rid of that and she's like focused in it you could be doing this this and it was like I can I can do that yeah you know you need to be around Sandra Yancey always says stop wasting your time with minimum wage people 
You need to get out with the people that are making the money. You need to be around people that are doing it and doing it better than you. Yes. Um, because you have to lift yourself up. If you're constantly with these people in the trenches and it's like, yeah, I'm having trouble with my social media. I'm doing everything, you know, it brings <laughs> you down, yeah. you know? Yeah. And Sandra Yancey, by the way, is, uh, she is the founder of eWomen Network. And so, and Tony, you did actually, you were, um, didn't you lead a, a, a network for a while? Right. I was uh, managing director for Calabasas's chapter. Calab- that's a big one. Too. It. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that's fantastic. And I agree. I, I think that coaches, not think, I know coaches can really help get you to that next place a little quicker, a little more streamlined without all the fluff and extra things. So we're not trying to, you know, that saying boil the ocean. We're not trying to do it all. That person can just see a, you know, from an objective standpoint, Oh, this is what you need to do. And they're able to say it. And they they say it straight out because our parents or our friends or, you know, somebody that we know isn't going to come out and say that. And they they don't have the expertise either. You know, they have expertise in other things. And don't tell your family what your ideas are. Don't tell your friend because they're the first one to go, oh, really? You're going to do that? You know? <laughs> so keep it to yourself. Just keep it to yourself and just go out and do it. And yeah. I must say I have an extremely supportive husband who has yeah. been behind me on everything I've done. And he's my biggest cheerleader. And so if you have that, share it with them. But if they are the naysayers of the world and saying, oh, yeah, how, what do you know about coaching? Or what do you know about sales? You know? Yeah. Don't listen to them. So don't tell them. Just go out and show them. Exactly. I love that. I love it. And I love that you are able to, like I said, do the spinoff, which is now you're helping uh, speakers become monetized when they're up there and really creating something for themselves, which is fantastic. So now I want to talk to you about, because I'm a big believer in coaches, so we're, we're in agreement on that. And that's what my whole thing is, is getting people to, coaches connected to more people. So that's I, I love it. But um, I want to talk to you about our age group because our age group between 40, 60 plus, I think that it's amazing, um, this age group of women. And um, oftentimes, I don't think that uh, marketers get us or the world gets us. And I say it's because we're, we're not defining that loud enough. We're sort of hanging back and waiting to see what other people do. And, and the only thing they're selling us is, skincare creams and, you know, anti-aging creams and stretchy pants. So I, I, you know, I think that this age is fantastic. I love it. And I think that we can just do so many fun things and really dig into life and, and truly answer uh, all of our true nature and what we wanted to do at the beginning, but we got so busy doing so many other things. So what do you say? What do you say drives women our age? Do they, do they want to, I, I don't need another drawer full of, of, of cosmetics and creams, but luxury is nice. But what, what would you say drives women? Like what is appealing to them at this age group? I, I think it's a good question to ask all of us. Well, I think at this age group is you've been giving in like in your twenties, like for me, in your 20s, you learn. In your 30s, you earn, they always said. Yep. So, and you get married and you start having babies and then you become the caregiver and you're the mom and the working woman and you yep. don't take time for yourself. Right. Yeah, you might work out. Yeah, you might go and have a massage, but you really don't time time for yourself. So what happens is the kids then leave the nest and now you're home with your husband and if he's still working, you're home alone. And I think a lot of women are trying to fill that space. 
So they end up in the multi-level marketing space of the cosmetics and the, the, yeah. the things, which are great. And yeah. more power to you if that's what you love and love to do. But there are a lot of women that worked in corporate jobs that have the knowledge and the background in business. Exactly. And you can't, you can't buy that knowledge. No. So if, if you could just harness what you love and, and don't sit there and say, oh, I help everybody and I transform you, you know, find your niche, <laughs> suck it on down, find who yeah. your ideal client is. I know exactly who my ideal client is. And mm-hmm. when I speak, I speak to them. Right. So know who that is and know what you want to do, but you can't just do everything. And I think a lot of times we have women who are um, social media directors, they're virtual assistants, and they're selling Mary Kay, you know, too, yeah, too diluted, right? They can't, yeah. they can't do you well can't in focus. any of that. Yeah. You have to focus on one thing, find your genius, focus on that one thing, find a product or a service, start making money on that, then expand to the next thing, then the next thing. I think we want to do it all. And we think, oh, we're older. We don't have a lot of time. We have plenty of time. We do. Plenty of time. We do. So just, you know, find that one thing that you really love to do and your harness is in and you know that you can build a clientele with it mm-hmm. and then just go for it. But don't try it all. I agree. And, and, and that's not fun. And I really think that this time in our life is really fun. So I, and I love to work. I love working. So for me, I want to be doing something that's fun. And if I'm doing something one day that's like, wait, this isn't fun. I catch it and I'm like, what, what am I going to do a little differently? So I don't have to keep doing it this way. And right. I think that we learn that really quickly uh, at this age. We just know, okay, wait a minute. I'm not going to be doing that. Mm-mm. You know, I'm going to be doing something that makes me happy. Like you're saying. And women our age, we are relationship people, right? We, you know, when we walk in, <laughs> my husband laughs, I'll walk in to a public restroom and I'll come out and go, oh my God, we have to go to Nordstrom's. Why? There's some shoes on sale. The woman in the bathroom had these amazing, who are you talking to in the bathroom? Men don't talk to each other. Women talk, you know, and we have relationships. We don't go and just go to anybody to do our hair. We go, oh my God, Elizabeth, I love your hair. Who does your hair? And then we go to that person. It's all about referrals and relationships. We're very good at it. We're nurturers. So if you can be that way when you're networking and when you're getting out there and talking to people about your product, people are going to want to be in your community because they want to be around you. Right. And especially women, that's how they relate. Men, it's bottom line. What do you charge? What am I going to get? Oh, you're cheaper. I'm going to go with you. Yeah. I agree because they're linear and women are just very, you know, oh, wow, TTT, we all talk. And that's fun. That's a lot of fun. And so I think women really do uh, – crave more community. So I think that's something that building a community is, is a lot of fun. And at the same time, we all learn from each other. So that's terrific. I just want to ask you one random question, but you're an event, okay. you're events person. Um, I have uh, two kids. My son's getting married and I am the mother of the groom. So um, you have a son, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the mother of the groom, um, you kind of have to step back, but then you don't know. Yeah. And you're, you know, I'm a creative person. I've had, you know, huge business and done a lot of things. So I know my stuff. Like I know how to take an idea and bring it to fruition. Like I know, but I'm holding my tongue. 
So if you were in this position, what would you do? Because they would probably ask you or then you're like, well, wait, I don't want the whole like the whole big thing. But at the same time, like that's a big one, right? Like I'm kind of like, because I want to be able, I don't want to make anybody angry because I want to see the grandkids. I want to make sure I see the grandkids. I want them to come over at Christmas, you know, that. So I would love to hear what you, your take on. Well, I, I've actually thought about this scenario. Um, I was a, I worked when I was younger, I think it was like 20 years old and I worked in a bridal salon and I dressed brides and bridesmaids and stuff, you know, was into the whole bridal thing. But I always swore that I would never be a bridal event planner um, because there's so many emotions I mean, and there's so many minds that you can step on. So I've thought about this and I've said this to my husband and I go, I don't know what's going to happen. I said, I have a son. So you can't say anything about the dress. You can't say anything about the the setting, whatever. If they ask me, I will give my opinion. But I told him, I go, but we're going to have one hell of a um, rehearsal dinner. That party is going (laughs) to Because that's on me and I get to do that all by myself. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's the best. That's the best because yeah, at the rehearsal dinner and um, there's just a lot under this lid as far as what could be done. Believe me. And I think we're both type A's and it's like, I could just totally take this and take lasso this thing and take it, you know, but just keeping it like right there. I'm just hoping... I'm just hoping he falls in love with a, a wonderful, wonderful young woman whose parents have not been around for years, and she's going to look to me for help. That's all I can say. <laughs> well, I'm really fortunate. My son has found, I just adore her, so I'm really fortunate, and, I, and the parents are very sweet and everything. I just wanted to get your take on that because you are an event planner, and so I thought, what would you do in this case? And I just think I'm just being really diplomatic and just sort of keeping in that gray area and um, not not giving my inf- not giving information unless I'm being asked. That's yeah, you have to wait till you're asked. You know, you've got to be welcomed in. It's like, you know, it's like when the police go to someone's home, you know, you have to be welcomed in before you can start looking around, you know? <laughs> I don't know why that came to mind, but I watched too many cop shows. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been a lot of fun and um I, I just want to stay on your radar because I'd love to work with you on the speaking and all that. I just think that you're a tremendous uh, asset and I wish you great success with this. I think you're going to go to the moon just like everything else. So um, thank you again for being here, Tony. Well, thank you for having me, Elizabeth. I, I'm looking forward to our relationship going forward. Sounds great. Thank you for listening. Links to mine and my guest social media, as well as other resources you might enjoy, are all in the show notes. Why not take a quick 10-minute quiz to help find the right resource for you? Download the Compass mini course or browse the resource page and see what the next community has to offer. All available at www.nextcareerlife.com. Enjoying the show? Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share the show with a friend or coworker. Word of mouth is still the best way to find out about new podcasts. Until next time.